Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro, back on another episode here with another guest. Um, we've been coming good friends over the last year and change. Um, Angelique with uh, Synced Live is where you where a lot of folks can can probably remember recently. But you also have a magazine and a, a, your own landscape business and a whole history there. So I want to kind of yes. yes, I wanted to go through all that. But welcome to the show, Angelique. How's it going? Thanks. Great, great. Thanks for having me on, Naylor. That's great. first time and excited to be here. Thank now, you. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm excited for you to be here as well because uh, <laughs> it is the first time on the episode, but we've talked a lot, you know, off air. So uh, we have. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thanks for all your support and, and help with our events. And yeah, it's it's been great to get to know you and and what you've done in the industry. Well, so. thank you. Yeah. Well, well, so, so we first kind of got introduced without realizing it. Like I didn't know, <laughs> you know, that you guys were taking, <laughs> you know, like you, ta- like you guys tagged me, like I didn't, you know, there was no identity. Like I didn't know you at the time, but like I saw you guys post pictures of the morning show. It was called influencer live yep. at that time, a couple of years back. So you were there at, at equip. Um, so you kind of like met us like me and Paul and, and, and the folks that were involved, um, and tagged us. And I was like, that's cool. Wow. So I guess this is really popular. People I don't even know are tagging me. That's, <laughs> that's, that's cool. So I was doing a little bit of research, you know, but I guess you had reached out to Paul prior to, or something, or, or I think you'd reached out to us that day. Right. Is that what it was? I think like that was yeah, the, yeah. maybe the first time. I think so. Yeah. And I feel like I'd heard your names before and had seen you around, but then, you know, it's, it's different when you go to an event and there you are on stage and you kind of, you know, you experience what you guys are doing. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, that's different than seeing you just on social media or just, you right. know, on yeah. um, wherever. So, uh, no, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I agree, especially when you meet someone in person for the first time after kind of following along on social media. It's almost kind of like a little weird, surreal experience. It's almost like they're like, wait, I'm seeing them in, in real life and not two I know, dimensional. Like it's like it's three almost, dimensional. Yeah, your like, brain yeah. has to kind of like process it for a minute. It's kind of an interesting dynamic that every single person that I've ever spoken to experiences the same thing. Like you don't have to like meet like Dwayne, the rock Johnson. It, it could just be anyone that you have just never met in person, but you've only seen pictures and video. And, like, and all of a sudden you're like, huh? Wow. You're shorter than I thought. <laughs> right. You're taller than I exactly. thought. And you're like, well, why did I even picture you at a height when I'd never <laughs> exactly you know, exactly next to you? <laughs> right yeah so it was great to you know for, for you to I guess finally see us in person but you had reached out to us I guess that day on LinkedIn and you know Paul and I kind of you know we kind of go back and forth where we kind of like um get ahead of one another like you know I I I one up him on one thing you know he leapfrogs over me on something else we just go back and forth we're always trying to challenge each other and improve and and get better and and help grow the community and the industry and all that and he's like all all about LinkedIn and I'm like forgot about it I'm like whatever like what 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 is this LinkedIn thing like I just forgot all about it I didn't even think it was like you know still cool or anything anymore but it's 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 a different platform for different reasons you know a lot of businesses and you know executive CEOs you know employees looking for employers and vice versa. Like it's different. It's it's not TikTok. That's for sure. Right. Like it's totally different yeah. vibe, but it's still relevant and important. Right? It is. And it, it, I mean, I've heard it described as like the Facebook for your work environment. And I think it's, it's that's actually more than that. It. Yeah. Well, that's a good start. It, it yeah. is an educational platform. Really. I, I find, I yeah. mean, I find out a lot about 
great news stories, um, you know, good things that are happening around the world in the industry. So, yeah, it, it's become, you know, quite a network for um, especially our industry. I think what's unique. Well, is it unique? But it we, we, we have different um, I call them sectors. And you've said, what are the sectors, you know, and it's right. like these silos in the industry because our industry is so diverse in that, you know, there's landscape architects, there's landscape designers, there's civil engineers that do exterior construction. Right. There are GCs that do exterior construction. Then there's landscape construction. There's horticulture, horticulture installs and maintenance of everything, you know, yeah. so it it is a good place to see, like, you know, I didn't even think of, um, you know, maintenance companies being called facility services, but it makes perfect sense or environmental services, you know. So it's all these different classifications you can see. Um, right. There's even companies that I would have classified as a cleaning company, but then they have a landscape department, right? You know, far commercial properties, you yeah. know. So it. It helps you see kind of how the companies are even laid out and structured. And yeah, no, it is. It's neat. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well and so that was a re-education for me. Paul was saying like, <laughs> like, you know, he was telling me about how you had reached out to him on LinkedIn and, and you guys had been talking and he was telling me about Sync Live and I'm like, wow, cool. And then I'm like, maybe I should go on LinkedIn. I haven't been on there in a while. I don't, didn't even have the app on my phone anymore. So when I up downloaded it back on there, all of a sudden I had a million notifications and you were one of them. I was like, oh man, she contacted me <laughs> too. Yeah. Like she, she messaged me too. Jeez, I got to get on the ball. So we, we obviously connected and um, you invited us out to Sync Live last February, last year, and it was a great time. It was a, a good opportunity for uh, Paul and I to um, implement Pod Row for the first time. So thank you for that. That was a lot of fun. We invited sure. our friend Jeremiah Jennings with the Growing Green podcast to come with us too to Pod Row. And we, we got to meet with a lot of uh, a lot of great folks, you know, a lot of, of the presenters that you had there and attendees. They had a lot of great stories to tell. And I mean, from like landscaping islands to, you know, oh, horticulture, yeah. Yeah. nursery, sustainability. I mean, just so much, so, so many different things. It, it, it was really cool. It was a good experience. Um, just that alone, which was inside Synced Live with everything else that was going on. So before we get, you know, into, into Synced Live and all that, I just was kind of just getting everyone caught up to speed and how, how long we've known each other and how we got introduced. And now we're gearing back up again for sync live, or we have been gearing back up for sync live again this year. But before we do all that, why don't you introduce yourself? Like, how'd you get in this industry? You know, what, what, what have you been doing all this time? And then how'd you get involved at sync live? Great, great. Well, it is a longer story, but I'll try to make it brief. <laughs> so I graduated as an engineer, a petroleum engineer. Okay. Um, and that's a whole nother story, but, um, <laughs> but started working in the industry and loved it. But what I was doing was in effect, managing different disciplines to come together to deliver wells, um, you know, and so project managing, um, yeah, a variety of, and so what, I guess, you know, if I jump a little bit, what I'm doing at Synced, I feel like, is is very similar to what I've done in the oil industry, too. Um, it's connecting people for a common purpose and common objective. And um, and it's funny, looking back, 
I find that that I've always been attracted to that kind of stuff, like even in my social life and stuff like that. So it's, it is fascinating to look back at your life from a different vantage point, but loved, loved the engineering. I got to travel a lot out in the field, um, staying on rigs offshore and onshore and um, ended up moving to Scotland and working there. So um, that's why I talk a bit funny every once in a while an accent comes out, but um, I've actually moved to Scotland. Let's see, it was 1999. Um, So moved there with work. And you've been on, Um, uh, just real quick math. So you've been back for what, a few years? So have you been there around 20 years? Right before COVID. Okay. I was in in Scotland for 20 years. 20 years. Wow. Almost to the month, like (laughs) weirdly. And so I mean, takes, I didn't plan it, that. Yeah, but. but it takes that long for an accent to be picked up. That's crazy. Or maybe it was, I it, think maybe I it didn't probably take was that quicker. long. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. that's interesting. I didn't know that that actually happened. I, I, I felt like you were, you, you, like you're born and whatever accent you, you like listen to when you're learning how to speak as a kid, that, that that's, that's how I thought you got an <laughs> accent. I didn't know you could immerse yourself somewhere else and then get to pick up another accent, but that's, maybe that's, I'm just adaptable. I don't know. Maybe, but like, Cause you love bringing people. I will say I, I'm very similar. I love bringing people together as you probably know, but I, I, yeah. I also am very adaptive, like to every environment, any environment that I'm in, I can easily adapt. Like there's so many different examples, but I will start to pick up different qualities and traits from like whatever environment that I'm surrounding myself with. That's why for me specifically, or especially you've probably heard motivational people, you know, talking about, you know, if you want to change your behavior, change your environment, or if you want to change your future, change your environment, whatever you are, who yeah. you, you are what you eat, but you're, you are who you hang out with too, right? Like all these kind of yeah. sayings, like it's basically your environment, what, what do you, what food you put in your, in your body, who, what people you are, are, hang out around. Cause you start picking up the qualities well, from everybody. Just, just when I moved to Houston, um, so, you know, I'm from like a, a French speaking, like my grandparents, their first language was French. And so they didn't always speak English very, um, properly, if yeah, you like. Right. Um, so, and, and they would mix in French words with English words. And I didn't realize until I left, um, the town that I grew up in that some of the words that I used were actually French words and nobody outside of Lafayette, Louisiana knew what I was talking about. Wow. <laughs> and nice. so like just going an hour out of town to Baton Rouge, LSU for university, I'd have friends like, what is that <laughs> word that you just said? And wow. I'm like, oh gosh, oh, it's actually a French word that like <laughs> everybody uses. And I never even thought about it. And so then moving to Houston, like, you know, people wouldn't understand because it's, you know, more Spanish speaking than French speaking. And so anything you said that was slightly more French sounding, you know, and just it's funny little things. So I even noticed I was in Houston for um, I think it was three years um, working in the oil industry there. And I even noticed that I had to like people wouldn't understand me. So then I would say, oh, what word do you use to say that? And then I would start using it so that they understood me. Um, right. And then and then I moved to Scotland. And so then I guess I'd already started Picking changing how stuff. I said things. Yeah. yeah. And then they would go, what are you saying? Your apartment. And I was like, <laughs> what? Oh, and it's a flat. It's a flat. It's not an apartment. 
it's right. a flat and it's yeah. a you know all the different where all the regional all the words different. and, and yeah, yeah. The, the accents and everything yeah what and even the... scottish is different than british and oh, gosh. you know wow and irish and yeah and then i had a lot of because aberdeen is where i was based is like europe's oil capital you know um so like all my friends were from different countries so like i would pick up dutch words and wow. french words and spanish words and Persian words and, you know, just like, so, yeah. you know, we used to like see how many ways you could toast with your beers, you know, in different <laughs> languages. Right. And, okay. So maybe it wasn't many words. It was just cheers or many ways. It was many yeah, different cheers. ways to say cheers. Yeah. 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 Well, well, then you are really adaptable. That's that is very interesting, and it's that definitely has come into play all, all throughout your life, especially when you know when you when you move to to to, to Scotland because of oil. You're saying right? So oil. Yeah. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day, and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial grade supplies for every industry, with same day pickup and next day delivery on most orders all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oil moved you there? Gotcha. And then I got restless in the oil industry. And when I was in Houston, I designed and constructed my own backyard. And Wow. It just kept like, like a landscape, right? I did it on graph paper, hand drawing, a uh, two level deck with built in benches and arbor, a patio area with a barbecue, uh, not built in barbecue, but um, <laughs> and then edging and um, plants and, you know, like the whole the whole thing. Yeah. Wow. Um, but as soon as I built it, I wasn't happy with it uh. um, because you know, like I use pressure treated wood and you would cut the miter joint and then it, it dries out and it's, you know, yeah. shrinks a bit here and twists a bit there. And you're like, yeah, oh, I could have done that better. I could have done that better. And so immediately I was hooked. But then, I don't know, time of my life, you know, whenever I got offered the job in Scotland, I was like, Wow. How can yeah. I turn this down? Yeah. So I have to go. And so, again, I got really interested in the oil industry again because it was exciting and, you know, all the people and the fun town and lots of parties in Aberdeen and uh, <laughs> <laughs> felt, felt like I was at university again. And um, so then fast forward, you know, I was there for maybe, gosh, I haven't, I haven't calculated this, but maybe five or 10 years and I started to get restless with the oil industry again. and couldn't stop thinking about how much enjoyment I got from designing and constructing my own landscape in Houston. And I was like, I'm going to start doing this. And my friends, like one friend in particular, I'll never forget when Sonia said, um, I think we were having coffee or drink somewhere. And, and I was like, I've got to do this. And she was like, yeah, yeah, we all say that. All of us in the oil industry, we get paid too well, we're spoiled, and we want to do other things, but none of us are ever going to do it. And I'm the type of person that when you tell me I can't do something, 
it makes me want to do it like a hundred times more. Right. Yeah. <laughs> makes you determined. <laughs> and I was like, I'm doing it. And she's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. And this was in um, Scotland. In Scotland. Oh, and so goodness. I did an online course to learn landscape design. And then my instructor lived in London and she held courses at her house on the weekends. And I was like, so excited about this. And I decided at, to take one of the courses and I went down on a sleeper train through the night, not realizing because I'd never done a sleeper train before. I thought a sleeper train means that it's just all beds. And, and so I booked it <laughs> and I had a chair to stay in through the night, like a 10 hour train journey. Was it like for a this recliner class. at least? <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I was oh, like, oh my man. God. And so I did that. And then I... You get to London, 6 a.m. You're at the train station in the middle of London. Of course, I was really excited. My adrenaline was pumping, thank goodness. And I was like, I don't care what it takes, but I want a sleeper with a bed. Because <laughs> right. I was, on the way I was back. taking, yeah. it was a full day course. And then I was getting back on the train. Yeah, you definitely needed to sleep. Yeah. And so I think I had to pay like, you know, more than my ticket cost to upgrade to right. a bed. Jeez. But um, then I was in it. London all day. And, you know, I... I get a buzz from being in a city and, you know, it was so exciting. And it was a great course. Then collapsed on the train back and, and slept. And then really, um, that's when I, I started my company, you know. And um, what I didn't realize is I was actually pregnant at the time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so my first project, um, I was like eight months pregnant. And it was one of my friends because she was like, you can do this for me as part of your, you know, project, your end of project, um, end of um, like course project. Right. And I'd hired this young guy to help me dig out things because, of course, I'm eight months pregnant. <laughs> and so I'm in the front yard of their house and it's just me big and pregnant and this young guy. And I'm saying, OK, I want to dig that out and I want to put that I want to put that here and. And the neighbors all start introducing themselves to me. And I was like, I'm the landscaper. Like, <laughs> why are you introducing yourself to me? And I guess I realized afterwards, probably because I was pregnant. You know, they thought like yeah. I wouldn't be the person, you know, doing the work <laughs> right. in my friend's garden. <laughs> right. <laughs> so anyway, we got halfway through that project and I had to be hospitalized for a little while oh, while I had boy. my... My first, my first kid. So I didn't really know, you know, I didn't know what that would be like. So right. yeah, that put a pause on the company for a little bit. Wow. And <laughs> <laughs> had a kid and then, um, yeah, I mean, that's when my company started and I just, you know, hired subcontractors for a while until I hired my first employee and it was a design and build company. Um, but I didn't know much about plants. You know, I wanted to, I wanted to transform. And, and to me, you can't transform unless whatever you're doing is like a blank slate. It's like a, a white canvas. And all you're looking at is, of course, the house the slopes, the boundary lines, and what you can't change. And you can't change your neighbor's landscaping. You right. can't change. Um, maybe you have a path and the client says, we can't afford to change that. 
it does or it doesn't make sense financially to change that so okay then that has to stay um but everything else you can change wow. and so then i like to see it as it's it's more like problem solving so i need problems to be able to design and they go well i want to sit in my front yard and read the newspaper and then I go, okay, so where's the wind come from? So where's the sun come from? So um, what are you looking out on? You know, if you're looking out on your neighbor that has a broken down car on the street, well, you want to hide that. Or if you're looking at your neighbor's trash cans or, you know, like, so it's almost just problem solving and and using whatever tools you can use to do that, whether it's plants, um, lighting, screening, fencing, hardscaping materials, you know, walls, build uh, dry stone dikes um, in Scotland, because anytime you stuck a shovel in the ground, you would find granite. So, you know, we would just build walls out of what you find. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, loved it, loved it. Um, but it was, it was challenging in labor. Workforce was always a challenge. Um, the weather was always a challenge. Um, charging the right amount was always a challenge. So again, yeah. I learned, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. We all, all seem around to go the world. It. Yeah. Yeah. And, and nobody in the general public, and I didn't know either, knows what landscaping costs because they don't know. You have to build it four times stronger than you would if you were doing something inside your house. Yeah. You know, because of the weather, right? Because of the conditions, um, it's just and and everything's living. Well, not everything, not the stone, right? You know, but but you know, you have this this changeable canvas. So every year it's going to change, and the weather has an impact. The you know the conditions, the materials that you use, everything is always can change. And so again, it became this never ending challenge to well. You know, if you have an unlimited budget, of course, you can get the best of everything. But nobody, whether you have a thousand dollar budget or a hundred thousand dollar budget, you always have to make decisions, you know. And so I really enjoy that that process of going, OK, let's spend your money where you're going to be out all the time. And I know you like these these beautiful rounded beach pebbles, but really you know, we're only talking about it in the front yard where you're not going to be out there much. So really don't spend your money there, you know, like right. help that whole process of, you know, narrowing down what to choose. And I like, you know, well, you could do this and, and they say something that they want. And I'm like, oh, you like that? Do you? Oh, well, how about this? How about that? So um, a lot of that, must have that came from trial and error, right? And just experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I love doing that. Well, so about five years into my company, um, I start getting this publication in the mail called Pro Landscaper. Hey guys, it's Marty. Let me take a moment and tell you about the Ramp Rack. This is a pickup insert that eliminates the need to pull a trailer just to haul your equipment. It easily installs on any 1,500 to 3,500 pickup long or short bed, extending the usable space of your bed by two feet. The Ramp Rack's most popular model for landscapers is the PU200. It has rear window protection and a removable shelf for push mowers and gas cans. You're going to love this. The Ramp and Dovetail have a weight capacity of 2,000 pounds. Made in Maryland, it comes powder-coated and, of course, built to last for years. Here's what I'm asking you to do. 
head over to theramprack.com and, of course, save 10% with the promo code LCR. That's theramprack.com, and, of course, we'll throw the link in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Ramp Rack, but he gives it his highest endorsement. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. About five years into my company... Um, I start getting this publication in the mail called Pro Landscaper. And nice. it says Des- design plus build plus maintain. And I was like, wow, you know, I never took the time out to network, meet people from the industry because I didn't have time. I was too excited about my projects, too caught up in my own world to make things work. But, you know, I almost lost the company a couple of times because I ended up making a bad decision. And then I felt like I couldn't charge the client because I made the decision on their behalf. Um, And so, you know, just these things happen. And I would rather not risk my reputation. I'd rather risk, you know, funds or money. And then sometimes it cut a little too deep. And, you know, just, oh, it's just a steep learning curve. And sometimes it's really hard. I learn better by doing than I do by studying. Yeah. So to me, it, you know, I was like, well, this is like paying for an education. I'm just school of hard knocks paying, (laughs) paying for, you know, yeah. I was the digger driver on my first big construction job and I, uh, I accidentally damaged the door, the back door, (laughs) but I was learning how to work the digger, you know, Right, right. right. So all these things, you know, you can like, Okay, that's my education part, you know. Um, So I feel like I've done a lot of things the way I would not suggest to do them. (laughs) Haven't haven't Um, we all? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that that is more impactful than doing it right and coasting along and never having the ups and downs. I really think that if I hadn't come close to failure, then I would never have succeeded as much overall, you know, like the failures lead to these, these bigger highs than I could have ever got. But I didn't, I didn't try to learn from people. And then I found that through this publication, and then they had an event as well called Futurescape through all of that, I I could have learned so much so quick, so quickly from networking and classes taking that time, like a little bit of time, a little bit of regular time throughout, you know, actually can propel you so much. And so it helped me so much. Well, fast forward. And now I have a Scottish husband and two half Scottish, half American babies (laughs) and realizing, and my husband had lived in the States more recently than I had. Wow. So we, we didn't date until he had a temporary assignment in Back. Aberdeen. Yeah. And we had met before and we were friends, but um, he, he came into town and said, I need a place to rent. And I was like, my flatmate just moved out. You can, you know, move in here for six weeks. He was only in town for six weeks. Well, that was um, 
I think we've now been married for 15 years. So that was go. 15 years ago that's or 16 ha- years ago. Or yeah, that's what happens when you invite <laughs> people into your place that Rip you stay, rap. right? Rip yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could stay here. My roommate left. <laughs> Wonder how that's going to work out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean. Either you're going to uh, hate each other or love each other and get yeah. married and have kids. There you go. <laughs> Glad it worked out. <laughs> to be clear, it was a separate bedroom right. and a separate, Absolutely. you know, it was, you know, but, it but was you were platonic. Still, right. But, <laughs> but you still had some, you know, some shared opportunities of passing and seeing each other and things like that. I mean, you literally lived very close to each other. makes a really good coffee and there you put go. a, a flat white outside my bedroom door every there morning. I'm like, yeah. Oh, he was working it. There you I go. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I told you this is a long story. <laughs> <laughs> Back on track. So <laughs> Back on track. So I mentioned to um that we were at these this award ceremony in London um and we happened to sit at the same table as the Pro Landscaper magazine people and told them how we were going to shock the hell out of our kids and move them, you know, to Louisiana. And Which is the us, first for them, obviously. They've, they've never all- lived anywhere but you know, yeah. small town, Scotland, <laughs> where some of the kids would get dropped off in tractors, like really small school. I was going to say like, small town, small town, Scotland. I don't think really does it justice because people here in, in America are thinking small town America. That's totally different. If you've ever totally seen a TV different. show or a movie, it's like people like with their cows and farming and tractors and it's super small. It was all farmland around us yeah. and the the elementary school had 70 kids and three classrooms wow and that was for six grades wow and um and yeah i mean so, most of the people were farmers or yeah yeah and and we actually like it was my son's best friend's dad ran into our car with the tractor once <laughs> <laughs> I, Picking up kids from school, you yeah, know, like, right. <laughs> oh man, you shouldn't have been there. Come on. Get out the, and way. <laughs> the Scottish, you know, general Scottish pop- population is very, um, shy really. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not really shy. And so like, to me, <laughs> I, you know, like our company stood out a lot because I would go and I would have so much fun talking to my clients and I would hug them at the end of the meeting and, my employees would be like, oh, my goodness, you can't go around just hugging people <laughs> like that. Is, you great. don't do that you in Scotland. That, right. You know, you don't. And I was like, but I could tell they needed a hug and I felt like hugging them and I knew they wanted to hug me. And that's great. It's all, it's all good. You know, <laughs> so, um, so it was kind of a novelty there. And I'm just like, I'm not that outgoing when you come back to Louisiana, you know. Right. Um, you just you just fit in now. Just, just normal. <laughs> right. And then so my kids. You know, I knew it would be a shock, but my husband loves like he's traveled all over the states and he loves like the friendliness of the South and, you know, just really raves about it. And we're like, well, we need our kids to move while they're under our roof, you know, and experience my culture, too. Yeah. So we're like, OK, we're doing it, but we're not going to tell them until a <laughs> month or two before. I know. How bad is that? I felt like a bad mom for like a year. Um, But I wanted to get Papillon, my company, 
to where it could run without me and not so such a focus of Angelique as the face of the company, you right. know, and get other people involved and you go out and see the clients without me. You know, you you handle all the phone calls and you know, you know, they know things. Right. But I just kind of would, you know, step step in front of everybody and so I needed a year to do that. So we did that. We were selling our house and we lied to our kids that we were. So, you know, like we're selling one yeah. part. So we built our own house and um, and it was a steading conversion, like an old cow shed. That's a granite building that was a barn. And we converted it to a very modern house. And we were we've been in Dwell um, in, in the States. That's the first magazine that we were in, but then also some magazines in the UK. And, um, and so we told them that we were selling that one to build the next one. And that was always the plan. But really, the truth was to move to the States. But we but so anyway, I felt so bad. <laughs> Yeah, you got to do sometimes. I know. And so then um, we told them like a month before school ended and they were like, and there were tears and all this stuff. And my daughter was like, and I, we were selling it like, this is an adventure, you know? Yeah. And my daughter was like, right, it's an adventure. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and my son was like, I don't want to do it. Don't do it. But <laughs> we did it. And, um, you know, the, the team at Pro Landscaper had said, you know, we we would love for you to launch in the States. And so I was like, I don't know. We have to move. I have to get my head around. You know, it's a big move. And then we'll figure it out later. La so launch their future scape event. Right. Yeah. 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 And so um, and it would be a license agreement. So it wouldn't be um, them owning it. It would be starting out with me. But then I have to, you know, pay them a license fee and right. and they but they teach me the ropes and everything. So um, I started finding out, you know, talking to people in the industry here and every it's like everybody I talked to and I explained it. They were like, whoa, that would help solve this problem and that problem and that problem. And so I started going to um, I went to an LNLA meeting, Louisiana Nursery and Landscape Association, went to a TNLA event, you know, started going to events in the industry and decided I'm going to give this a go and try it and and see and then I registered the company and two days later, COVID shut down the whole country. And so oh, a slow man. start. But yeah. again, I felt like I was using the UK model to test and see if it was something that could work here. Because I felt pretty passionately the way I weeded gardens to learn how to design them better and build them better. Like I felt like I was always, I like that problem solving, like using maintenance problems to design and build a better landscape yeah um really was my philosophy and we've got really a lot a lot of support um from the industry and but what i really felt like the pro landscaper brand didn't translate really well here because I was approaching like decking companies and they're like, ho, ho, we're a decking company. We're not a landscaper. And I was like, yeah, but I mean everything outside in the landscape. And they're like, yeah, but we're not landscapers. And it was pro landscaper and futurescape. And just like the names just didn't translate really well. Um, so we had more um, no thank yous than, oh, what is that about? You know, so, yeah. but we, we got through our first year and event and I thought, okay, 
if if we're really going to do this, we've got to scrap the name. We have to we have to immerse ourselves in the um, American. You know what what I'm hearing from our readers and our advertisers, how we need to adapt to the industry here. I need to be able to listen to that. So I approached the UK company and said, we want to change this. We want to change that. We want to change that. And they were like, well, then just go and do it. Don't no hard feelings, you know, just like we don't need to be involved if you're not going to use our brand, if you're not right. going to use our name, you're not going to, you know, and um, I didn't want to do things the way they were doing things. I felt like it was all, it was very old fashioned. Um, yeah. You know, they were running it with, you know, 30 to 50 people. Um, you know, that's a lot of headcount yeah. for what you're doing whenever, you know, I found that we could be, we could do a lot with a small amount of people. Um, maybe not as much, maybe not as small as we are, but like, <laughs> right, you know, you see less the potential. Than 50, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so like it became a, a challenge, you know, I want I've always wanted to do something where you could like look at how to work smarter across the board. And so I felt like we we're at a really neat junction where I could rebrand and also implement all these really these technology tools to do things better and smarter and faster or more efficiently and get out, you know, our message to to more of the industry. And yeah, it I just I just get really enthusiastic about our industry and our industry. You can say whatever you want about any industry, I guess, but I really think the landscape industry is, is the best industry out there. And it, it could save our, save the earth, save our world, say, you know, it, it's been proven that we need to be outside more to, to be healthy. Yeah. We need exercise. We need, you know, we need to be grounded, something that I are grounding, um, you know, you need to be touching the soil or walking barefoot. And, you know, like, but not only that, we have so many parts of, you know, we have design, we have engineering, we have construction, we have, you know, earth sciences, the horticulture, we have project management, sales, management positions, you know, there's so many cool jobs in our industry. And, you know, we can actually, you know, plan out landscapes to divert water where trees need them and, you know, do things that that help wildlife and help humans, you know, coexist in nature. And I, I just really am passionate about how we can do things better. And I think our industry is amazing already, but I can see huge potential yeah. in doing it better. And, and I was on a call earlier today and I was like, you know what? I like what we just said. And maybe, you know, I'm always thinking of better ways of explaining what I'm trying to do. You know, that from mm-hmm. all our discussions, but <laughs> it was like, let's get better while having fun. And I'm like, maybe that's what we should say we are. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> don't don't cringe. Don't cringe. You're like, <laughs> not another change. You know? <laughs> but I want I want our industry like our industry needs to learn from each other. Yeah. From our different groups. Yeah. There's so much 
that each of us know. It's not one way. It's not that we need to learn, like construction need to learn from landscape architects. It's also that construction need to learn from maintenance contractors and and maintenance need to teach landscape architects and all these different ways. We need to know how to make those step changes. So A, we can be paid the the proper salary that we all need. We don't need to race to the bottom and try to undercut anybody. You know, all of those things, we, you know, it has been a poorly paid industry in the past. Yeah. But but we are the only people that can change it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can do it together if we talk to each other. And it can be really fun too. Yeah. You know, like yeah. um, so, and so, again, Sync Live is like I want it to feel like a festival, yeah. like, you know, curated exhibitors that have game changing products or services or methods or um, software and and bringing business owners and leaders and game changing people to to see that. And we'll have three stages with panel discussions, rock star industry leaders really cool people giving technical talks, business talks, or panel discussions on how to be more sustainable. What are you doing? Well, this is what I'm doing. Maybe I can learn what you're doing and apply it to my business too. You know, how can we all learn about better permeable paving, you know, rooftop terracing, you know, decks and and patios, how we can... um, you know, outdoor audio, all, all these different technical things, but also, you know, how to make sure that you, you know, have the right company culture. Yeah. You know, uh, how, you know, how you can grow like Marvin, you know, how you can grow through mergers and acquisitions. I was blown away when we did a podcast, you yeah. know, saying how he does things. It was oh, amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and I think that, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get like amazing gobsmack, you know, inspiration um, that you will leave this event going. I now have friends all over the industry. I've learned a lot and I've like shook hands and sat and chatted with people that I never would have bumped into otherwise, right. you know. And so it's it's two two days over three, if you like, you know, and we have some social events. We have VIP tickets with dinners. Um, we're, we're just booked top golf for um, one of the nights. So everybody can go as a reception. We're going to have um, even some things to force people to meet other people, because I've noticed that, you know, you people come as a team to an event and they may if they come as a team, then they don't usually break out of that team. Right. But I want people to meet new people. Right. And if you come by yourself, I want you to feel like it's welcoming to to meet people. Yeah. So and I want to meet every person that comes, right. you know, to the event. And I think, you know, it's that those one-on-one connections and those discussions, casual conversations can explode into changing the industry. Absolutely. If, I mean, if there, if there's one thing that is um, 
universally known or as becoming universally known and is consistent with any kind of live event is that the networking potential, you know, th- th- there's people there. If you can get out of your comfort zone and talk to folks and, um, you know, wh- whether it be at like a dinner, a VIP thing, or just wandering around the sh- a showroom casual. floor, yeah, yeah, casual or sitting, sitting in on a presentation and, you know, talking to whoever's next to you before or after or during like all those, all those opportunities. And what you're trying to do at Synced Live is really kind of, um, create all of those opportunities for everybody, right? Because you have yeah. the presentations, you've got the the different VIP meetups and dinners and opportunities. You've got the expo with a uh, um, brand booth, you know, at, there on the showroom floor. Yeah. So you just got it all going, hustling and bustling. Of course, Pod Row is going to be back bigger and better than yeah. ever. So we're going to be having and you a have a time. casual area. You have a sofa. Yeah. There. So people can hang out can and wait their out. turn. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. It'll be great. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I am so excited. And I, I think, you know, I, at our first event, which was February just this year, even though it seems a long time ago, um, it it had that the start of that feeling. Yeah. And um, it's still not a not as many booths or many attendees as I wanted to. But again, I could feel that momentum building. Right. And we had comments like wow, that was such a unique event. Yes. Wow. It yeah. was fun. I'm, you know, I had, um, Marty Gottlieb who I thought knew everybody in the industry. <laughs> and, um, he was like, I met so many new people. It was so fun, you know, and like nice. just, yeah. So yeah. it's, a. I hope, you know, I I'm putting all the pieces together for those who want to experience this and want to be a part of it. But, um, you know, it's a community of like-minded people and you can say that about anywhere, but what, what makes it special is that we're, we're trying to hand curate that we're making sure that we have some really strong landscape architecture influence for the strong design landscape aspect. designers, for the yeah, aspect, residential. Yeah. And so we have commercial landscape architecture, residential landscape architecture, we have construction, we have like natural stone, we have porcelain paving, we have some concrete paving too. We have decking, we have the newest composite decking that I've been using in the UK for 10 years coming to our event. And it is the bomb. And uh, if that's still a cool phrase, <laughs> I don't know, you tell me. But but anyway, it is so cool. Um, and you know, these, these products, hard, like permeable product from the UK, they're launching at our event. Nice. No product competes with this from what I understand. I will put my little asterisk there. Um, and it is a very permeable, but it also can be used in unique ways, like laying on top of a broken driveway and not mm. having to uh, excavate the concrete yeah. out. Wow. And, it, and it's natural stone. And, and so it's more sustainable. Yeah. And, you know, just all these these pluses. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.